Tonight, the educational system in America is dying a slow death. It's in deep trouble because fools who say there is no God want to educate the most precious thing God can give, give us, children. Meanwhile, last week's election shows us that our country is determined to see it get worse. Yeah, worse. Plus, we talk about our channel, Tim Hatch Live. We got big plans. We want you to be a part of it. Wait till you see what we're going to do. It's exciting. This is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End on Tim Hatch Live. The Deep End. All right, everybody, welcome into The Deep End. We are in Season 7, Episode 8, and I am Tim. I am your host here on the channel, and I would be absolutely thrilled, blessed, and humbled if you would hit the like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell to get notified every time we go live or present new content on the channel. Here on The Deep End on Tuesday night, we talk about the news of the day from a Christian worldview, and it is my prayer that this helps you and empowers you to raise your children well or to grow in your own self well uh, if you don't have children you can still watch. Actually, I want you to watch more than anybody. But our educational system is in a mess, and that brings me to um, The Deep End Investigates. Let's do it. Things are bad. Um, I get a kick out of watching Bill Maher now. You know, Bill Maher is an avid atheist. I could never watch his show like 10 years ago. He just <laughs> drove me nuts. Uh, he is a fool who says there is no God. But he has a show called Real Time on HBO, and I've been watching it like regularly. And I'm not promoting the show. I'm not suge suggesting you watch it, but it's kind of fun. Really, it is really fun to watch um, this left-wing atheist, liberal atheist, Watch the political left kind of go crazy, and he is a man without a home, a man without a country. He used to love to make fun of Catholics, still does, Christians, believers in general. He's secular. He's a classical liberal, not one of these woke scold liberals. But the left in this country has left him in the dust in their quest to be woke and religious about identity politics. So he had this monologue at the end of the show where he always does new rules. And then he does like the final one, which is kind of like this end of show monologue where he kind of gets serious. And he did this fantastic monologue on the problem with education today. And I'm going to scrub through it because because YouTube, I know you're going to flag me as soon as I present anybody else's content. This is a reaction video, YouTube uh, leaders. I'm reacting to uh, Bill Maher. I'm not using his content for my own promotion. So let me react as a pastor to what he has to say here, and we're gonna scrub all over the place, so let's watch. New rule, if humanity can impose rules on warfare, let's do something really ambitious. Let's try them on high school, because our public schools are no longer safe for the teachers. A 15-year-old in Houston this year sucker-punched his teacher for confiscating his phone after screaming, give me my phone, I told you to give me my phone. And he goes on and on about this. Um, he talks about the violence in the schools, has a lot of videos there. Uh, Forbes report, he shares, one in three teachers feel threatened by their students. 14% of students or teachers said that they had been victims of physical abuse from students. This is according to the NEA. Uh, he goes on, uh, talks about the six-year-old who shot his teacher in an elementary school in Virginia and then quoted a rap, rapist about it um, with a swear word in it. He goes on and on like this for quite a while. And uh, let me see if I can pick up where I was 
uh, going to share with you. Uh, teacher shortages continue to plague the U.S. at 86% of public schools struggle to hire educators. Um, makes a funny reference to Britney Spears. Talks about school bus, uh, 92% of school leaders reported that bus driver shortages constrained their operations. Let me just share this real quick. So some Oklahoma middle schoolers were acting up on the bus, so the driver pulled over and said he wasn't going to go anywhere until they quieted down. So the kids immediately obeyed because he was the adult. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> they went even more batch. And when school officials reviewed video of the incident, all those kids were punished. I'm joking again. <laughs> of course, the kids were given counseling and the driver was fired, arrested, and charged with child abuse. And that is the root of our problem. Moms and dads used to have the backs of teachers and authority figures, but now their precious progeny can never do anything wrong, mm. so it's made education impossible. And I know you're saying, Bill, what do you uh, know? Yeah, I don't agree with the final conclusion there, although it is a contributor. Coddling kids, parents coddling kids, is a serious problem. Um, he goes on and says... Things like this. About one in three children in the United States cannot read at a basic level. This is from a New York Times report. There's even worse uh, news for, for him, a proponent of public education. Listen. Not surprised that homeschooling is America's fastest growing form of education, and not just with weirdo Christian families who make their daughters wear a bonnet. <laughs> to millions of parents, Anything is better now than public education, and that includes Catholic school. You know, in 1970, only 2.7% of the kids who went to Catholic school were not Catholic. Now it's 22%. Yeah, Catholic school eighth graders are two full grade levels above public school kids. Because uh, Yeah, and oh, let's hear his because. This is an atheist now. He wants to know why are Christian-educated kids doing better educationally than non-Christian-educated kids? Listen. Their school isn't a safe space for f***ing off. They're told, no, you can't be on your phone here, and your pronouns are shut up and sit down. Uh, amen. Uh, but again, of course, as an atheist, he's going to deny that the root of education is Christianity. It always has been, always will be. Let me see. Uh, fast forward to one more segment. Oh, yeah. He talks about these um, a host of celebrities who are starting schools uh, from, you know, Frank Sinatra started one, I guess. And, uh, you know, Kanye even started a school. I think LL Cool J started a school. So he says, and this is funny, he's going to start a school. Watch. Mars Catholic School. <laughs> Bill Mars Catholic School. It's like traditional Catholic. And, you know, he gets a big laugh like that from his audience because, of course, they're big fans of his, and there are probably a lot of atheists in the audience, or agnostics at least. And, you know, that's the idea. Like, I want a school that works without all the religion. Um, and I kind of want to respond. Who's going to tell him? Who's going to tell him that the Bible itself says that without the fear of the Lord. There is no instruction. There is no wisdom. You don't have education without accountability to a higher power. Because where does authority come from? It comes from God, who's the underminer of authority, Satan. If you take God out, you take authority out, and you replace him not with like an abyss or just a blank slate. You replace him with satanic ideology, which is the subversion of authority. Uh, teachers attacking their students. Uh, <laughs> 
students attacking their teachers, kids misbehaving on a bus, bus drivers who hold them accountable being fired, and you cannot say no to children anymore. That is a literal thing in public education. The standards are coming down from the government saying you cannot say no to a child anymore. Saying no is now out of bounds. So Bill Maher is an atheist. He's a fool. He doesn't understand that you don't get wise without God. Uh, and he goes on to the rules of his proposed Catholic school, no phones. I mean, things, these things we can all agree with. Um, more, no cheating, no ribbons for anything, you know, like no participation ribbons, no late assignments, no vaping, no support animals, and must obtain, maintain a C average for sex. Of course, that's his, you know, shtick, his fun. Um, but this is kind of really eye-opening to me as a pastor to see someone like Bill Maher go in that direction because... He's missing it, and we don't miss it as Christians. We understand that the root of the problem in education is that we took God out. And Madeline Murray O'Hare, who was an avid atheist, hated her father, probably was abused, maybe sexually, most definitely verbally and um, possibly physically, hated God, rejected God, wanted God out of public education, worked tirelessly to make it happen. She won. She won because Christians didn't know what to do with the argument. What do we do without, you know, yeah, there's atheists in the school. People don't believe in Christian God, the Christian God. So what do we do? Well, let's take them out of the schools. What a stupid move. And what we are seeing right now in the cultural West is the demise of education. And let me tell you guys, you ain't seen nothing yet. I keep saying you ain't seen nothing yet because it's going to get worse and worse. So when we talk about the demise of education, I want to share facts, figures, stats. So number one, grades are down. Grades are down abysmally. And it really is more than just the pandemic lockdowns and, you know, uh, the mask mandates and kids not going back to school. It has a lot more to do with a lot more things than just that. But the new uh, the uh, educational report card, this is from www.nationsreportcard.gov, shows just down arrows across the board, mathematics, civics, geography, uh, reading. The down arrows mean that from 2019 to 2022, they are worse. The scores are going down. Technology, science, U.S. history, of course, because they don't teach these things anymore in public education. So grades are down. Kids are not learning. They aren't learning. They aren't learning history. They aren't learning civics. They aren't learning the Bill of Rights, they aren't learning what is our country. This is why you see pro-Palestinian supporters in the streets, in the Ivy Leagues. This is why you see uneducated, uninformed people chanting about things that they do not have a historical context for in their minds. And the reason why, and here, here we go, we're going to go deeper now. It's not just that grades are down, and it's not because of the lockdowns, and it's not because of the school closures. That is a contributing factor. But guess what is up? in schools, sex in the curriculum, sexual identity, gender studies, I, you know, you finding your identity and what you are, picking your gender out of a list of 72,000 choices. This is where we are. And it stems from the Ivy League educators because as a news report comes out of the Daily Mail, there's a Princeton professor named Peter Singer. You won't believe this guy. In the past, he promoted euthanasia for adults and sick newborns. This is a guy who wants to put to newborns who are sick to death. And he recently came out of uh, under fire for making arguments in favor of bestiality. 
on Twitter. Yes, sex with animals. Now, Princeton was founded by Jonathan Edwards. He was the first president of Princeton. He died very early on in the process. Jonathan Edwards was a revivalist preacher from the first great waking in America uh, from Northampton, Massachusetts, in fact. Mighty man of God, literally brought... Uh, revival to Western Massachusetts and throughout the colonies uh, early on in this country's history. He'd be rolling over in his grave uh, if he saw what this guy is talking about as he shares a pro uh, zoophilia uh, article on his Twitter account. Of course, Jonathan Edwards isn't rolling over in his grave. He's probably knocking on the door of Jesus in heaven saying, isn't it time for the rapture, Jesus? Isn't it time? How much worse does it have to get? This guy, Peter Singer, professor at Princeton, shared this article, which asks you to consider two possible options for an animal. If you were an animal, I kid you not, this is the article that he shared. In one situation, you are a cow locked up in a small confined space until they take you out, slaughter you and eat you. Would you rather be that cow or would you rather be a dog that's owned and well taken care of with an owner who occasionally wants a booty call? That's your choices. And I don't know what to say that a Princeton professor, a Princeton professor is sharing this content on his X feed, x.com, twitter.com feed. This is the demise of education. But it's not just sex in the curriculum, it's sex with the teachers. We got fornicating teachers leading our public schools. So a couple of cases uh, out of the same school in Missouri, St. Cloud, Missouri, this is the second teacher now found with an OnlyFans page uh, her name is Megan Gaither. She is a teacher in an elementary school and has an OnlyFans page. Now, if you don't know what OnlyFans is, it is a website where you pay a subscription to watch your favorite porn star release new content of themselves. These are teachers doing this stuff. Again, <laughs> amazingly, this is the second teacher in the same school, St. Clair. I said St. Cloud. It's St. Clair High School, a high school in St. Clair, Missouri. And now two of the teachers have been found out. The first teacher here, Brianna Coppage, uh, resigned from teaching because she was, uh, didn't want to deal with the, you know, the outrage and probably makes a whole bunch more money on OnlyFans. Now, when it comes to this one, Megan Gaither, you know, the video that I watched on uh, the news report on this lady, uh, here's the the idea, here's the reality of her story. She has $125,000 in student loans. Uh, she makes $47,000 a year as a salary, and she works as a coach in addition to her teaching duties until 5.30 at night, almost every night, with no extra pay. And so she was struggling financially. She can't pay her bills. Inflation is a serious problem, even for OnlyFans stars. And she decided to take on this opportunity to make money. And you have to see that there is a bigger cultural conversation to be had in her story. You see sex sells and it has become God to our country, to many people as the solution to their financial problems because uh, it will pay. It will pay. Many people will pay. And we are kind of living in the same times that Amos talked about when he talked about the exploit exploitation of the worker uh, in the name of sexual immorality. This is exactly what we see happening today. The same problem. There's nothing new under the sun. History repeats itself. And this is why the Bible comes alive time and time again. Amos confronted the nation, the nation of Israel, with the fact that they were exploiting their workers with low pay, low wages, basically making them slaves, and then using their money to indulge their sexual fantasies. Here we are again, only now it's teachers willingly signing up to do this instead of being taken as, as uh, slave uh, trafficked slaves. So 
it's kind of interesting too, just, you know, kind of humorous point that we have two teachers from Missouri who are showing an awful lot <laughs> on OnlyFans, which makes me think the motto for Missouri needs to be updated to the um, show me less state. Yeah, how about that? But this is the demise of education and it's growing. Not only do we have teachers willing to fornicate for money, uh, online, but we have criminal teachers. These are teachers who sexually abuse children. A report that just came out recently, nearly 350 K-12 educators were arrested on child sex crimes in 2022. 75% of the crimes involved a student in the teacher's class. Uh, 350 educators uh, include five principals, three assistant principals, 290 teachers, 26 substitute teachers, 25 teachers aides, spanning nearly every state in the country. Now, this is not new news. There's an old study from 2004 that talks about how this was a problem way back then, 20 years ago. And you say, well, I haven't heard about it. How come we haven't heard about it all those years? And the reason why is because the NEA and the teachers unions don't want you to hear about it. And they control the federal government and what the federal government investigates. And that is true. And I have the receipts to show you. According to an article at Investors Business Daily, a crisis as millions of students are abused by teachers. According to Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, 275 teachers, this is from 2014, by the way, have been accused of abuse since January 1, and that's only those who have been accused. So 275 in 2014, and now we have two, uh, 350 in 2023 or 2022. The, the numbers are increasing. Uh, by comparison, this article says the Catholic lead estimates seven credible sexual abuse cases each year for 40,000 priests. The most widely cited and available study on the topic is from 2004 by the U.S. Education Department, and it estimated that one in 10 students, one in 10, will be sexually abused by a teacher during their years in school. And then the question is asked in the article, why the silence? And the answer is simple. For one, the teachers' unions don't want the truth to complicate contract talks and tarnish teachers' carefully cultivated image with the public. Administrators say it's almost impossible to fire a teacher. For another, based on news coverage and opinion polls, the media believe that teachers are saints and religion is bad. So while a church sex abuse scandal gets covered, a school sex abuse scandal gets covered up. And that is a fact. A quick Google search on school sex abuse produces countless results. Literally, in just the last 12 days, these are just the first three pages that I scrolled on on Google. It's up on the screen if you're listening. I have countless articles, article after article after article from a 75-year-old teacher who abused a boy in the school's basement to a New York to a New Jersey school bus driver charged with possession of child sex abuse materials to a Plymouth elementary school teacher uh, that pleaded guilty to a felony uh, sex assault on a minor and the LA United, United Unified School District paying $19 million to settle sexual abuse claims. So this is the demise of the public education system as education goes out and indoctrination comes in, and then you have a godless foundation on which that building is built. As Jesus says in Matthew 7, if you don't build your house on my words, it, the storm's gonna come, the rains are gonna fall, the wind's gonna hit it, and it's going to come collapsing down. And here's the really bad news. I'm sorry to bum you out, but you need to know the facts. That's what this channel and this show is all about. More insanity is to come. Because the election results last Tuesday are in. 
This is an off-year election. Maybe you didn't even know there was an election. You need to know when the elections are happening because the election results are bad, particularly for those who want to lead our public schools. So the Guardian reports it like this. This is a Guardian left-wing trash news outlet. It says this, right-wing extremists defeated by Democrats in U.S. school board elections. And uh, they're reporting here about the Democratic Party of Illinois spending $300,000 in races in Illinois, uh, endorsing dozens of candidates. The party said that 84 of 117 candidates had recommended one. Uh, teachers unions, including the Illinois Education Association, endorsed candidates in school elections around the state. The IEA backed candidates about in about 100 races, 90% of them won. Uh, this is uh, Kathy Griffin, the organization's president. She said, I hope... I would hope that the tide is turning to make sure that people who want to have those school board positions because they do they want to do good for our kids continue. I think that oftentimes these fringe candidates are funded with funded with dark money. That dark money comes from outside our state. So this is uh, kind of just an ironic thing for her to say about dark money because what do you call the teachers union funds that are supporting the candidates that you are promoting? The people who want to block sexual content in school libraries lost in the election. Even in the heartland, progressives win. This is bleedingheartland.com. Progressives win, book banners lose, many Iowa school board races. And uh, this is shocking. And it talks about that this is this is a repudiation of Governor Kim Reynolds and other Republicans in the legislature who want to make sure that they can get the uh, sexual, sexually explicit content in the hands of kids in the libraries of schools in Iowa. And viewer warning, Viewer warning, because I'm going to show you just to remind you of the books that are in question. And so maybe you got kiddos. Maybe you don't want to see it yourself. You can skip ahead or you can just turn away or close your eyes. But I am going to show you because it needs to be seen. These are the pages we're talking about that are in these uh, books that are in public school libraries. Uh, sexually explicit material. Talking about it. Cartoon images. Disgusting content. There is no, uh, there is no way to um, describe how insane this is. And this is how a lot of people like to frame the argument on the other side. So the singer Pink tweeted out uh, yesterday, the following are some titles of books that have been banned from schools in Florida. Let me know which his book is pornography, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Hate You Give, Forrest Gump, Catcher in the Rye, The Hill We Climb, Girls Who Code, Atlas Shrugged, 1984, The Kite Runner, Bluest Eye, Wrinkle in Time. She goes on a long list there of books that she is suggesting have been banned in Florida. So she also said on Instagram that she's decided, decided that she's going to give these books away at her concerts for free. She's a voracious reader and the mom of two kids who are voracious readers. And she can't imagine uh, her own parents telling her what her kids can and cannot read, let alone someone else's parents. So this is the argument, right? This is what's happening. It's those conservatives who are interested in banning those books, those historical works, you know, A Diary of Anne Frank and uh, the kite, a kite Runner or The Kite Runner and uh, what, what was the other one? Atlas shrugged historical important works right this is happening but the question has to be asked and that's what this channel is about is is it true well guess what it is true in a way in that some people want to ban the diary of Anne Frank but it's not conservatives Fox News reports it's progressive teachers who want to prohibit to kill a mockingbird and the diary of Anne Frank and others and the question has to be asked is this a book ban so there's teachers in Washington's Mukal Mukileteo School District. They believe that they are protecting children from harm by banning to kill a mockingbird. You say, oh, 
That's from the Fox News. Of course they're going to report it like that. Okay, let's look at the Washington Post. Uh, Students hated to kill a mockingbird. Their teachers tried to dump it. Now, why did they hate to kill a mockingbird? Now, in this article, it says that the teachers wrote in their challenge that it presents a barrier to understanding and celebrating an authentic black point of view. It centers on whiteness. But one of the reasons was also given that, unfortunately, it contains the N-word to kill a mockingbird. And that's true. It's in the book. Uh, so they decided to replace it in that school district. And what did they replace it with? They replaced it with uh, The Hate You Give and All American Boys, which the College, Fi- College Fix reports also contains the N-word. So even their rationality falls apart on the merits because it's not really about the N-word. It's not really about the content of the book. It's about the view, the Marxist, culturally Marxist view that wants to win in public schools. For heaven's sakes, even the AP had to come out with a fact check to say, Pink, you're wrong. Florida did not ban to kill a mockingbird, as the fake list suggests. And I looked at the list of books that are allowed, that are actually prescribed for education in Florida, because I live in Florida and I'm interested in that kind of stuff. And uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is absolutely on the list, as well as a bunch of other of those books that have claimed to have been banned. So what they are doing is they are shaping the argument. They are using the words to um, change and manipulate minds. And the emphasis there is on manipulate minds. Uh, Never listen to reports just off the cuff. Check the tweet as I do all the time, whenever we want to share a tweet, whenever we want to look up something, our team, and you're going to meet one of the members of our team in just a moment, does a boatload of work to make sure that is factual, that is correct. But, and the reason why is because now more than ever before, language and social media and news reports and all kinds of other things are being manipulated, manipulated to create a narrative. To create an narrative that is going to undermine education, undermine your parental authority, that's most important, and to manipulate your children's minds. Really, really bad stuff. Uh, Which leads me to more sex education on the rise in public education. So this article from CBS News, there is a, and I have to say it like this, guys, so please bear with me. An adult entertainment literacy class. Now, you'll see there's a different word that begins with P on the screen. Now, the reason why I have to say adult entertainment instead of the P word is because YouTube will flag this channel even if I say the word. They might flag it for the word being on the screen. So, when I say adult entertainment, understand I am not censoring myself because I'm afraid of the P word or I don't like the P word or I don't want to be dirty. It's just because that's what YouTube's ever-changing algorithm rules do to content like this. So... This article says Jess Adler Alder is the program director of Start Strong, a Boston-based peer leadership program that helps high school students grapple with a variety of intimate topics like dating, violence prevention, gender, and sexuality, and healthy breakups. In 2016, a new course was added to the list, Adult Education Literature literacy by Dr. Emily Rotham, professor of community health sciences at Boston University and co-creator of the course. Was, she was inspired by the interest she found in that kids had in the topic. Now, how did the kids get in the interest in the topic? This is, this is going to crack you up. She says, I went to talk to kids who were involved in the Star Strong program after school, and I was there to do a usual lecture about dating violence. We realized that the kids were feeling a little bit bored by the usual discussion of dating violence and consent and respect, and that talking about some research that I had done on adult entertainment really lit up the room. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would do that. 
Cool. So let me ask you a question. You want to send your kids five to eight to 12 years old to a school where they're going to have someone in this program from some Boston based, you know, uh, gender studies degreed scientist come in and talk about adult entertainment with your kids? Of course not. But this is the educational system that we have seen starting to start to cultivate and literally dominate in the public education sector. Now, another fair warning. I feel like I have to do this a lot lately on the channel. Please get the kiddos out of the room. I, I, I'm not even asking in this point. I'm telling you, get your kids out of the room. They don't need to hear this content. Why am I sharing it? You say, because you need to know how bad it is. Taking the cake, taking the cake for educational insanity has to be Justine Ann Ang Fonte. Now, she's another uh, gender studies degreed person who has decided to talk about adult education, adult entertainment in education with your kiddos. She is the founder and director of health and wellness at the Dalton School, a K-12 independent school in New York City. She also was the teacher at Barron Trump's private school in Manhattan and was doing this kind of stuff back then when he was there. And she talks about the things that she discusses with kids in her classroom. Fair warning. I can't believe she mentioned these things. And we have bleeped out the words a little bit just so you're not totally caught off guard. Watch. And then with the young people, um, I talk a lot about statistics because I think they're so scared about how their body is different than what they see on screen. So therefore, they think they're, they're abnormal. She's talking about what their body, what they see of human bodies in adult entertainment, the P word. OK, watch. And so we talk about, you know, what percentage of people actually keep their body hair around, you know, in their genitals? What percentage of people um, actually squirt? What percentage of people actually swallow? You know, whatever it is, because they're thinking I'm supposed to do these things in order to have the social capital in my friend group or in this relationship. And I want to just demystify that first by saying, here's what is actually common. That might be a lot lower than you think, because it scares me when a fifth grader asks me and has asked me, when are we supposed to start waxing down there? And I'm recalling their age being 11 years old. And how do they even know that somebody waxes pubic hair? Um, and they're thinking, well, I saw it on a magazine once. So it doesn't even need to be at that point. But they have these expectations of what their body is supposed to look like. And uh, OK, so there you go. She has a conversation with one five year old. Um, about something that he saw on YouTube. And now the whole education system has to be co-opted from discussing, I don't know, civics or the Bill of Rights to make sure that we're discussing whether genital hair is waxed. This is insanity. And this is going to get worse. I just told you, they won elections almost everywhere. The people who want this to continue. Where were we? Did we vote? I don't know. What's going on? But it doesn't get much worse than that, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to be aware of it. Get your kids out of public schools. I'll give you more content that's just going to blow you away. Uh, this is Stuart Sanks. This is an elementary teacher in Adams Elementary in Colorado as, who is also a drag queen named Shirley Delta Blow. And a Libs of TikTok uh, reporting here for the win. Thank you, Libs of TikTok. That Stuart, uh, Stuart Stanks is affiliated with the union NEA Today. And she held a, or he held a drag queen event with students in attendance at the school. Yeah, drag queens events in, in the school. 
during school hours. And we've talked about this before, but it just doesn't stop. Uh, breaking news out of Arizona. This uh, high school counselor named Zobella Brazil Vinick has been arrested because she has been accused of having sex with a 15-year-old girl. This is a person who helped organize one of those drag, drag queen shows in her Arizona high school. And color me shocked. Uh, by the way, there was a bill that the Arizona legislature tried to introduce and pass, and did pass, by the way, to block OnlyFans content from being recorded in public property, i.e. public schools. Guess what the governor, the Democratic governor in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, did? She vetoed the bill. She vetoed the bill. She struck down a bill that would prohibit um, adult entertainment content from being filmed in a public school classroom. So somebody shared this online, I think is actually completely um, appropriate. You take normal children, you send them to the educational prism where there's woke teachers abounding and they come out trans, they come out crazy, they come out chaotic and their grades go down and they are misinformed and they have no clue what reality is anymore. And then they get into the streets and they march for terrorists and they don't have a clue that they're wrong. Uh, did you say Satan? Is Satan back in school? Is he in school? Uh, kind of ironic since the bill in Massachusetts that started the process of public education in our country was called that old dude Satan, Satan act. Well, now there are Satan clubs coming to a school near you. This is news out of Lebanon, Connecticut. The Satanic Temple has started an after-school Satan club. Now the parents are up in arms, but is anything going to change? Probably not. This is the banner. Have school. Hey, kids, let's have fun at the after-school Satan club. <laughs> Amazing. Imagine that the school said, or there was a banner in the school that said, hey, kids, let's have fun at the after-school God club. I guarantee you that the angry atheists would come out in full force and the uh, legislators and the, and the judges and the leaders would cave immediately and say, that's right, separation of church and state. But because it's a Satan club, that's totally fine. By the way, it's not the first one uh, that uh, Satan clubs have come to. There are Satan clubs not just in... Uh, Lebanon, Connecticut, but there's one in Virginia, which was pushed by a Democrat, a Democratic legislator, or actually a person who was running for the legislature in Virginia. And they pushed this after school Satan club and had a fixation on the demonic. demonic. The legislator's name is Jeremy Redden. Now, Jeremy Redden was a candidate in last week's election for Virginia's legislature. And thank God he did lose his election to his Republican counterpart, his Republican challenger. Also in Pennsylvania, a judge ordered the Pennsylvania school district to allow the Satanic Temple to run an after-school Satan club on school grounds, in spite of the fact that many pro-Catholics, uh, many Catholics, many pro-Christian uh, teachers, uh, sorry, adults and um, parents protested. So, so this is our generation. This is where it is all headed. You know, somebody throws around this meme online. Teachers, when I was a kid, they come back from recess and they say, I hope everyone had a good recess. It's time for math. And now teachers today, whiteness is a privilege. Who is ready to hear about my sexuality? That is the age in which we live. And it is shocking. It is alarming. And you need to be aware of it. Not so that you can freak out. No, 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 no. We don't freak out, but we get smart. We get wise. We realize that in large part, in the public schools, the battle's over. Like, the cultural Marxists won. The cultural Marxists have won in the public schools. And uh, cultural Marxism 
which is something that is happening right now, this revolution in our society, is in line with, histor- with historical Marxism. First off, it is godless. You can't have God involved in Marx's life. Uh, you might not know the story of Karl Marx. His father was a Lutheran pastor. Uh, sorry, his father was a Jew. He was a Jew, and he became a Lutheran because it was more economically advantageous to his father, and so he just abandoned his Judaism and Jewish heritage to become a Lutheran. Uh, this is the life that Marx was raised in. Marx never held a job. He was a layabout. He was um, a, a, a human sponge. He siphoned off of the good of and the kindness of many other Christians in his life, and then he promoted this Marxist philosophy. And the Marxist mindset, in case you forget, is the uh, the is rooted in the system that every problem in society is because of oppression. So you are poor because you are oppressed by the rich, or you are uh, mistreated because you're black and the oppressor is the white person, or you are, you know, uh, handicapped. So the able person is your oppressor, and you have to fight back. And the proletariat must rise up and take power by revolutionary force and violence if necessary. And that's what's happened. <laughs> Get God out and bring Satan in and speak about people being victims and uh, oppressed and there's an us versus them and we have to overturn the system. We have to turn it on its head to reimagine society according to our mindset. Now, if you want any further proof that cultural Marxism has won in public schools, consider the absolute clueless nature of the pro-Palestinian marchers in the streets. This video has me cracking up when they actually stopped one of these protesters in London, in the streets of London, and asked them about the facts, about the facts that Hamas terrorized in a terror attack Israel civilians on October 7th. Watch. Hamas invaded Israel on the 7th of October. What was your initial reaction to that? Um, I think they did, did they, Hamas? So, uh, honestly, like, I think I need to be a bit more clued up on, like, everything that's going on. So I feel like I'm not really qualified to answer that too well. I mean, I'm not sure if I've seen anything that shows that that's actually happened or actually correct. <laughs> they don't even know facts. This is education at work. And this is London. It's coming to America. This video also cracks me. This is a police officer's car in, in New York City. Now, it's going to take a little f- for you to see this as it did for me. Watch what's graffitied on the cop car in this video. You won't believe it. I don't even know what this is on the back. Can, can you tell me what that is? Okay, free Gaza on one side. And, the, and then KKK on the other side. The IDF and KKK on the cop car. The IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, is now the KKK. Are are these people awake? They claim to be woke, but they seem like they're still sleeping. Yikes. Consider the story of Grand Central Station, where cultural Marxists took to the um, area in New York City, most trafficked area in New York City, and chanted, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. This is a chant of Hamas and other terrorist organizations that are calling for the eradication of the Jewish people. The eradication of the Jewish people, not just the Jewish state. Don't be ignorant. It's not just the Jewish state, it's the Jewish people. They want them out. Okay, I can't 
can't watch any more of that. But cultural Marxism is this kind of thing. It is the idea that the greater your victimhood, uh, the truer your voice. And a lot of times, the reason why there's an alignment between our public educated kids and the pro-Hamas terrorist marches and all that kind of stuff is not just because of the lack of education, the lack of facts, the lack of historical context, which I keep telling you guys is necessary for you to um, understand the world that we're living in today. But it's because of this oppressed, oppressor, victimhood status thing. You've got to play this game. The greater your victimhood, the truer your voice. So a white, heterosexual, Christian guy like me with a great-looking beard? No, we don't listen to him. He's an oppressor just because of the color of his skin and his religious belief system and his genitals. And uh, so, for yeah, forget him. But... If the person is a person of color and also happens to be a transgender lesbian who got a gender studies degree from Cornell, that person is a true victim, a victim of the system. And that person's voice, their their voice, not his or her, their voice is to be listened to. This is the win. This is cultural Marxism winning. And so... What are the results? What's going to happen? And then we have to discuss this because some of the results are good and I am in favor of them. Some of them are not so good. Uh, We're experiencing the demise of education and alternate uh, options for education are exploding. As Bill Maher shared in his monologue, I am sharing with you. Uh, Washington Post uh, writing this article, homeschooling's rise from fringe to fastest growing form of education. The article states that homeschooling has become by wide margin America's, America's fastest growing form of education. Families from upper Manhattan to eastern Kentucky embrace it. The analysis based on the data the Post collected for thousands of school districts across the country reveals that a dramatic rise in homeschooling at the onset of the pandemic has largely sustained itself through the 20. 2022-2023 academic year, defying predictions that most families would return to schools that have dispensed with mass mandates and other COVID-19 restrictions, which just proves that it has nothing to do with COVID anymore. It has everything to do with what's happening to the school systems. And ironically, or perhaps no surprise here, is that the states with the highest switch to homeschooling are also the bluest states. So New York with the highest at 103%, uh, Rhode Island, 91%. South Dakota is kind of an outlier, 94%. California, 78%. Uh, even Florida, 72% of switching from uh, public education into private education. And I want to say just a personal testimony here that I got our kids out of public education uh, as a result of the pandemic of 2020. My wife and I were exposed to the Zoom teachings. We saw the indoctrination. We couldn't believe our ears. We got our kids out of public education at the end of that year. They have never been back. Well, my youngest was in a charter school, which we thought would be better. And let me just tell you, as a personal note of reference, the charter school was abysmal in its um not just in the pro-LGBT, pro-indoctrination stuff, but also in the academic standards. So my son was transferred starting last year, not this year, but last year in a Christian school from the charter school, really struggled with his grades for the first six months. I mean, really struggled. And we were shocked. And we were like, why why is he struggling? He's a good, smart, bright kid. And the reason is because they don't educate anymore. And the Christian schools do. And so thank God for the education that I'm able to afford for my students. Not everybody has that opportunity. Uh, And I pray that you find a way to do it, make the sacrifice, Get your kids out of public education. So people are finding alternate education options as a result of the demise of our public education. But they're also losing teachers, not just OnlyFans. (laughs) They're losing teachers because teachers don't want to be beaten up. They don't want to be not listened to. And they don't want to be told that they have to coddle these kids anymore because we are creating little monsters. NPR talks about this. The schools across the U.S. are starting to institute a four-day work week. And the only reason why 
is to retain teachers. The CBS News uh, article also says more U.S. district schools are shifting to a four-day week and the uh, uh, teachers don't want to show up because it's awful work. And I don't blame them. A lot of times, the, you know, and I, I don't blame every teacher. It is the system. It is the unions. It is the uh, administrators. And it is the parents who are also a problem, who want their kid coddled at every level, who want their gender confusion to be coddled, who want their laziness to be coddled, who want their success to be coddled. And we don't have any authority anymore. <laughs> That's what happens when you take out the greatest authority in the universe, God, out of your educational system. There's a second fruit. Did I do two? No, this is the third. <clears throat> the third result of the demise of education. Are you ready for this one? This is not politically correct at all, but the Muslims are coming. I don't believe for one second that the sexual progressives have the legs to go the distance with the demise of education. I do not believe this for an instant. And we already have reported on this channel. And you can go back to our content from before on how Muslims are starting to fight back on the indoctrination, the sexual deviant indoctrination on schools. Many times in some of the bluest states, Michigan and uh, Wisconsin, they're taking to the streets and curriculums have been removed from classrooms because the Muslims rose up and said, we don't agree with this stuff and you need to take it out of our kids' ears. Amazing how they coddle the Muslims and castigate the Christians. But it's going to get worse than just them standing up for what we would say is a better option than the, uh, you know, the pro-crazy, chaotic sexual indoctrination that's happening. It's going to get worse because of people like this. This is a guy in a London protest for Palestine. He's a Muslim man in London saying the quiet part out loud. And I cannot believe my ears and you won't either. Watch. If the West feels so sorry for the Israeli Zionists, why don't they give a place in Germany? Why don't you go to Hitler's back garden and make an occupation there? Then they will know what kind of people these are. Why every so many hundred years the Zionists get slaughtered? Because Hitler knew how to deal with these people. I don't know what to say. And neither should you. That is about as bad of a thing that you can say in these protests where many, many children and college age kids are uh, gathered and shouting because it's the next thing that the establishment told you to be for, right? And we have Hitler, Hitler sympathizers showing up. Let me share with you some pastoral um, wisdom, if you will, indulge me. Here, here's the truth about education. Christians, you, you need to understand that you are engaged in spiritual warfare when it comes to the education of your kids or your own education if you don't have kids. And again, I hope that young people are listening to me. It's not just education. It's war. And it's not a war against people. Please don't clip this and say I'm for physical violence. I am not at all in favor of that. Never will be. Okay. But there is a spiritual war we have got to realize is happening. You got to fight, parents. If you got kids and you say, I, there's no way, I, Pastor, that I can get my kids into Christian school or homeschool or do any of that. I can't do it. It's off the table for me. Okay, well, you better get on your knees and pray. You better get filled with the Bible and have deliberate conversations about the scriptures with your kids. You better get your kids to school. Uh, I'm sorry, to church. You get a, better get them to a, a youth program that preaches the Bible. I mean, I'm, I'm all for the parents who say, let's take America back for God. I'm, I'm with you there. 
But far too many parents who say, let's take America back for God, are the same parents who skip church when their 12-year-old has a soccer game every other week. You're the same parents. You're the same parents who say, oh, let's take America. I can't believe the, I can't believe the demise of my culture. I can't believe how bad it's getting. Then you don't tithe and support the church that preaches the gospel. You don't serve. You don't get involved. Your kids watch you. La lazily get to church late, arrive late, leave early to miss, you know, the parking jam on the way out. You barely engage. You're not in a small group. You're not involved. You're not serving. You're not giving. You're not do do doing very little. And uh, if your kids are serving Jesus, it's a miracle. And it's not because of you. Uh, because we can't just say, oh, culture's de deteriorating. No, we've we, we got to fight the good fight. We've we got to take up arms for our families, for our children, for our homes. And we've got to realize that this battle is playing for keeps. If we do not take up arms, the enemy will have his way with our kids. Psalm 14 makes it very clear. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt as a result. They are abominable in their deeds. They don't do good. Proverbs 1.7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning. It's the beginning and the end of knowledge, by the way, because in Christ Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and understanding. There is no wisdom outside of Christ Jesus. There is no knowledge outside of Christ Jesus. If you want to know things, know God. If you don't want to know things and you want to be an ignorant fool for the rest of your life, don't know God. That's what the scriptures make clear. That's what I make clear as a pastor in my church. And you got to get serious you got to realize what's going on because this show is not just talking about the news. This show is to help you fight back for the sake of your own life, for the sake of your own health and your own well-being. And this channel is devoted to that 1000%. And I thank you, those of you who support this channel so much for what you do. But we've got to talk about something because this, we got we to take the channel somewhere else. And I'm excited to share this content with you. I'm just excited to talk about this. And we're going to bring somebody from the team in onto the conversation here on the deep end. Let's talk about the future of Tim Hatch Live. Okay, joining me for the conversation, welcome to the channel, Brandon Rodriguez. He is our onboard expert and our, expert and our YouTube expert here in the Tim Hatch Live team. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's a, an honor and a privilege to work with the team to get this content out to you guys. Yeah, and so we are changing up things here on the channel, and we're going to introduce a membership plan and more about that in just a moment and hang with, uh, hang with us. The reason why is because YouTube has rules that they play by, and they're not fair rules. They don't even play by their own rules because they're changing things all the time. And our content is no doubt suppressed. Our, our content is flagged, flagged for things that other channels don't get flagged for. You're going to explain that in just a moment. And I bring you on because you've run a success, very successful YouTube channel in your own right. And that's what led you to being part of this team. And you've seen things in this channel being done to it that you have never imagined YouTube would do. So explain that to our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you actually recruited me, I was a, a full-time uh, YouTuber. I was making uh, gaming content for a game, and uh, I did that for about five years. And um, when I when I started, I didn't really start to make content, but then I was like, oh, there's a, there's a real opportunity to make money and provide value to people. And when I started with this, the content here with Tim Hatch Live, 
I couldn't believe how much they wanted to suppress the content and how extremely difficult it was to actually monetize the content. Um, if you look at the Ben Shapiro's, David, uh, sorry, uh, Crowder, Louder with Crowder, uh, Matt Walsh, all of those, they all go under this uh, subscription-based model. And I learned very quickly that there's a very big reason for that because YouTube AdSense, uh, it's pretty much non-existent for the type of content that is created here with the channel. Yeah. Um, just for instance, we we made $13 last week <laughs> from, from all the views. Uh, so uh, not exactly rolling in the funds over here, uh, but we really would love to get the content out to you guys. Yeah, and um, the thing that we uh, found, and you told me this, is that we will do reaction videos, and we did one today on um, stuff that is copyrighted, but you're allowed to do that according to YouTube's rules, and many larger platforms do it with no issue on monetized content, but we get flagged and we have to remove the content, and you've seen this happen more than once on this channel. Yeah, so pretty much anytime we upload a video, they either restrict the content, meaning that the ads can only be shown to a very specific number of people, uh, or they just make it so it can't be monetized at all. Uh, so just random little things that will trigger it and it just shuts off all making it. And what's crazy that I've noticed lately is that it's pretty much immediately. So I know that somehow I, I'm not one of those like conspiracy theorists or anything like that, but I've noticed that as we, as soon as we upload the content, they're immediately flagging it for a limited uh, viewer. It doesn't really matter mm -hmm. what content is in there. Mm -hmm. um, and they just restrict the amount of ads that can go, that can even be played. So uh, w with us being a smaller channel, they, they do it to discourage us from making the content versus people like Ben Shapiro or anything like that. They have a much larger audience. They know that they can they can get around it. You know, so you, you if you watch all the kind of conservative uh, type uh, content creators, you can see them going to different platforms. They're doing different things yep. because they know the very same thing. But the smaller channels, they just they just try and. Uh, discourage them enough to where they stop making content and that's kind of where we're at right now so we're going to introduce something new here on the channel it's called the membership plan tim hench life membership and there are three tiers and i'm going to put it up on the screen and we can walk through these there's the basic the standard and the premium basic ten dollars a month standard twenty dollars a month and premium thirty dollars a month each one each level has certain benefits if you will to be part of the membership of this program and this content your support will help us grow the channel. It will also help us to go national. We want to go way further than we are right now, and we want to stop being hindered by YouTube. We want to stop letting YouTube call the shots for the future of our channel. We want to take that power in our own hands and do some great things. We're going to be networking with some people up in February with some religious broadcasters. We've got real big plans, but we need your support. We need your help and partnership on the Tim Hash Live channel. So let's talk about the basic benefits of the uh, $10 a month plan, Brandon, if you don't mind. Yeah, so currently we have, when um, we wanna field your guys' suggestion here because you guys are part of this with us that that we wanna get your feedback on what, what it is that you like, what you want, what sort of perks you want. Absolutely. So uh, at a very basic level, we've got um, our com community engagement in the private Discord server. Now, I, I understand the uh, potential for people to get all weary uh, because we're, we're asking for money and all that. And, and I'll tell you right now, I understand from an evangelical perspective of, of asking for money and putting that into place because when you get into faith and money, uh, 
there's yeah. a gray area. People in that. get so funny we with money. Respect that for sure. Yeah, yeah, they do for sure. And we we don't have the sponsorship level to where we can just go to to any business and ask for their advertisement. So with this basic package, we uh, want to introduce the idea of having Tim be part of uh, an engagement in a private Discord server uh, to where you guys can send us your content. We yeah. get stuff that comes in on our social media. It's like Tim, what do you think of this? And and sending this video, this video. We love that idea. So. This gives you guys a way for engagement to bring that into play. Uh, this will also come with uh, exclusive extended podcast episodes um, to where, you know, Tim has so much stuff, so much content. I, I, you guys will see it. But how much stuff is put on the table to where, Tim, react to this. What do you think of this? And we just don't have enough time in the episode. So this will give you access to the extended uh, information that just doesn't make the regular show. And then we've also got the members only content with 10 questions with Tim. I really wanted to put together a package that gives you so much value at just $10 a month. You know, this is, you know, half, this is your order of Dunkin' Donuts today. Yeah. It's really not, <laughs> not crazy. Yeah. And then uh, from that, we've got our standard package. Uh, everything is included in the basic package, but you also, this one, I think is probably the coolest perk that we are offering. It sneak peeks into the be behind the scenes process of building the show. We have so much fun yeah. every single week. It's about four of us that come. We yeah. meet together, we discuss call. all of it. We've got all the crazy stuff that, that is coming in for the week. It's it's really, it's a lot of fun. You and I are laughing so we because it is so much fun. It is oh, so much fun. It really fun. is. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are going to now be be a part of that. You guys can actually watch and see how we actually what we do to put this episode together for you guys. Yeah. And then you're also going to get a free download code for Move, uh, the the incredible book that Pastor Tim put together, and uh, you'll get that free download code. So again, a lot of value there. And then into our premium package, it's only thirty dollars a month. Again, this is the price of a meal today. And uh, I understand things are tight. Uh, we get that. But we still wanted to make sure that all the content's coming to you and you can say, wow, this is worth it. So all of that is going to be put into this. Plus, we're going to give you discounts on merchandise. You're also, uh, Tim has his new book coming out, Ending Emptiness, which I know you guys are going to be absolutely enthralled to hear hear about. I was able to read, it was like the first couple of chapters Yeah, I was able couple. to read. Yeah. And it will be really beneficial. You're probably going to want to grab a couple of copies for friends. Uh, so you're going to get uh, early access digital copy to this book. And it's coming out very, very soon. And then also uh, a thing, I, I like it. You know, we got a yearly exclusive Deep End TV T-shirt. Uh, yeah. So once a year, you get a, a you can only get this T-shirt by being part of the premium plan. So. Uh, and just that a ton of value. And that T-shirt yeah. design would change every year because we changed the you know, content. Yeah. We changed our studio every year. Everything's different. So we're going to come up with new uh, swag every year. And you get it for free by being a premium membership. Yeah. So so I, I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here. I think everybody could kind of relate to something. And again, we know budget's tight, but we wanted to give you a lot of value for this. Budget's tight, but the content is worth it. And it's also, yeah. again, back to YouTube, not playing by the rules. We want to take the power out of YouTube's hands. And to do that, we need money and we need supporters and we need team members. We're asking you to be a team. I am uh, also going to let you guys know that the deep dive Bible study will always be free. You will never be paying for that. I refuse to ever charge for Bible study. Never, ever, ever. So that's always going to be free. It's going to be on the channel just like it is now. If that's your de deal and you like that, 
just stay as you are. But when it comes to the deep end and reacting, reaction videos and news and then insights into what's going on, uh, you're, we're going to ask for a membership plan to be a part of that. You will get a portion of the deep end for free every week, no matter what. It's just the extended deep end content, uh, the 10 questions with Tim. And then uh, you brought it up, but I am really particularly excited about that Discord server. And let me just reinforce yeah. that one more time, which was, you know, I get people all the time. They're sending me links to things. They're sending me videos. What do you think? It, it happens so much. I don't have time to react to everybody individually. So I would, and you know, create more content. So on the Discord uh, server, somebody sends me a link and we're gonna be able to have a chat back and forth. My thoughts, your thoughts. We can actually have a conversation on that server. And I wanna hear from you, like Brandon said, and I wanna give you my reaction as a pastor because I think that with the craziness of the world, you need more guidance in the word uh, than ever before. But as Paul says, to the Corinthians, and this is biblical, right? Uh, he says, mm. we sowed, uh, we produced spiritual fruit in you. It's totally right to receive material benefit from you. So he says, look, we gave you the word. And so paying us and helping us and supporting us, that's totally biblical. In the Old Testament, the Levites got the tithes from the people. So this is a principle in scripture. You don't, we're not going outside of the bonds of scripture. And at the same time, I'm not interested in, um, you know, some people in my church might say, is this gonna be your full-time job? No, this is not to pay my salary. Uh, this is to pay the bills. No. Because as Brandon knows yep. and is well aware of, there are big bills <laughs> that we are incurring with this channel and we need some support. So uh, help us out. Let, help us go to the next level. The best is yet to come. Great things are on the way. Oh, you should also mention tithing from this. Oh, yeah. Everything that you support us with, uh, 20%, not 10, 20%. So above, beyond tithing yeah. goes to... Uh, and I have news, news about that today as well, Project Rescue and the American Bible Society. So you're not just supporting the channel because I don't believe we should just collect, we should give, and yep. we should be a funnel through which God's resources come through us, not just to us. So that's the, the plan. Let us know, like Brandon said in the comments, what do you think? What would you be interested in? Yeah. There's also some options coming on the table for yearly payments upfront for the, for the year. If you pay, it's gonna be less money instead of the monthly cost yep. uh, over 12 months. All right. Thanks, Brent, for being here. I'm glad that you shared it because uh, you could talk about this far better than I can. And uh, thanks for being with us on the conversation. You're welcome. And I look forward to seeing you guys all soon. And that's the conversation. And I am so excited. I hope you are. Let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know in the comments which tier you'd be interested in. Uh, I can't end with just bad news and, um, you know, talking about those things that we've talked about. I don't want to load you up just with that stuff. I also want to remind you that there are people who stand for Christ in the midst of a deteriorating culture. And it's always the case. God always has a people. So that brings me to really good news. Really, really, really good. That's really good news. It's good. All right, yeah. Closing out the episode today. I got to talk about Megan Rapinoe as much as I don't like to talk about her. She is, um, you know, one of the players for the U.S. women's soccer team. She has complained uh, about her pay. She has um, kneeled for the national anthem in honor of black lives. And uh, she's, you know, right in league with the sexual progressives. And <laughs> she must be really mad about the fact that Victoria's Secrets decided to ditch her as, um, you know, the standard bearer of woke lingerie modeling <laughs> because... She injured herself, unfortunately. I don't rejoice in that. Uh, in her last game with the national women's team. But news was made at her press conference uh, where Megan Rapinoe has decided that God's existence is predicated on her well-being. Watch. 
She, this, this is what she said after she was injured six minutes into the match. She, I can't believe it, but watch this. thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed up. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just f***ed up because, like, six minutes in, eat my Achilles. I mean, what the f***? Yeah, so profanity-laden um, tirade about the fact that God doesn't exist because I was injured in the game. And I want to say something. In a world of Megan Rapinoe's be a C.J. Stroud, who is C.J. Stroud? Uh, that is this guy. He, is, he plays for the Houston Texans, and in a post-game interview, here's what C.J. Stroud had to say in response to, I think it was a recent win from his team, and you got to love it. There are Christians that are standing in the midst of a cultural deterioration. Go. Um, for me, I mean, um, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of just um, knowing that, man, God wouldn't put anything on me that I can't handle. Um, and um, it, I don't deserve his grace and his mercy, um, but he still gives it to me, and I love him for that because, I mean, it's, nothing, it's not about me. It's about him um, and his glory. So um, I think that's where it comes from. I think God made me like that. I've been through a lot, not only in football, but um, things that uh, made me just kind of chill during uh, when everything's going crazy. Um, and I thank God for putting that on me because that's something that um, put that in. Amen. Go Texans. And uh, if my Patriots were doing any better, I wouldn't say that. But <laughs> that's the show, everybody. I hope that little positive is just an encouragement to you. We're in a spiritual warfare. It's for you. It's for your kids. It's for your mind. And when it looks like Satan's winning, I always think about this. God is already doing something that will undermine what Satan is trying to do. So that brings me to news about the deep, deep Dive Bible Study. Tomorrow night, it will be back, and it will be free no matter what we do with this channel. Um, and I would love you to join me. 7 o'clock, 7.30, 7 o'clock on the channel. Check out the gear and wear at timhatchlive.com. And if you are still supporting the channel by, for free, uh, thank you so much. And I just want to remind you or let you know that we uh, do support Project Rescue and American Bible Society, as Brandon mentioned in the conversation. And we were very fortunate just yesterday to send out our first checks to both organizations because of your giving. Now, if you are a giver and you say, well, what about those tiers? Well, just move over to the tiers. I'd actually rather you go into the tiers and be a monthly contributor than a uh, spontaneous giver. So that's what I'm asking. Thanks for being here. Um, we will be back tomorrow night with a deep dive. Other than that, God bless you and have a great night in Jesus' name. Oh,